Cowabunga, dudes. Schwing. No, we're not. We're not that, that's, that's not how we're starting the show. Hello, and welcome to It Came From The Video Store. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Eric. I'm Brandon. I'm Matt. And today we're talking about a not-so-cowabunga uh, film. Shell shock. But before we get into this episode, Matt, tell them where they can find us. You can find us right on behind the... you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around. Look out your window. The call's coming from inside the house. I actually just watched that. Really? Uh, I got it for my birthday. The original uh, When a Stranger Calls. I got it for my birthday. I got like 20 minutes into it. And I go, oh, so the whole plot of it happens in the first like 20 minutes. <laughs> and I just turned it off. And then I found the original case, like murder case that inspired it. Uh, the Janet Christman case. And I was reading a book on it. And I'm like, huh, I want to watch When a Stranger Calls. And I watched both the original and the remake. Oh, the remake. Remake's not that bad. I mean, it screams early, like, mid-2000 thriller. Yeah. But it takes the, the, the first 20 minutes of the original and stretches it out for the entire film. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways. Don't <laughs> <laughs> know where they can find us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you can find us uh, on the interwebs at uh, Instagram and Facebook at It Came From The Video Store. And Twitter is VidStore Reject. Rejects. Yeah, VidStore Rejects. Tweet us. Um, so this is a movie I've been wanting to do for a while. Uh, it's one that even as a child, I thought to myself, this is not good. <laughs> and we are talking about, uh, what is it, 1993? 1993's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Didn't they, you think they planned it that way? I don't think they planned anything on this Which, movie. Uh, according to <laughs> Netflix, this was just recently named uh, Turtles in Time. But from my understanding, it, there's always been confusion thinking that it was, was called. They said they were they were thinking about making a subtitle for it, Turtles in Time, but <laughs> ended up not doing it because then the, they said a lot of the, like the DVD releases and Blu-ray releases they used they would put that Turtles in Time on there. I mean, they'd also uh, instead of the lan- lanyard or the scepter yeah, in the movie, it was, sword. It was a sword. Yeah, in the artwork. Because, fuck it, confuse everybody. Uh, do, you, do you remember the first time you watched this movie? God, no, nah, I was very small <laughs> back in the day, back in the 90s. It was a wee lad. I, remember no. the, I just remember the yellow VHS tape. Yeah. Because not many films had a yellow cover. At least none of the ones it's, we had. It stood out. Um... I even have it on DVD right now in a sealed copy. <laughs> Why? Because it was free. I have the Ninja I think Turtles. You still pay too much. <laughs> <laughs> I have the uh, Ninja Turtles Pizza Box Blu-ray set. As do I also. And it's awesome. My personal favorite out of the the three original films is actually Secret of the Ooze. It's fun. That one had the, had the least amount of violence in it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's why Casey Jones wasn't in it. They, they said they wanted a less violent movie. I, I For some reason... Gotta sell those toys. I watched that movie more than the original. It's got a vanilla ice in it. Why wouldn't you? True. Well, no. I go think ninja, what it is go is... Ninja, is uh, go. <laughs> and I, Kevin Nash is Super Shredder. For some reason, I never liked the original when I was a kid. And I think it's just because it was a little bit too mature for me to comprehend stuff. 
Now, if you were to ask me, I would probably say I liked the original a little bit more, but 2 holds a soft spot in my heart, because I watched it the most. It had all those, like, cheesy uh, 90s film commercials. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it had, Suburban Commando with Christopher Lloyd and Hulk Hogan. Some other movie was on the trailer for both this one and the third movie. Was it Surf Ninjas? Yes, Surf Ninjas, which I do own, I think. I own that one, too. It's a good one. Um... Do you remember when all, like, the 90s films that were, like, chick flicks had Dreams by Cranberries in the trailer? <laughs> that was such a popular song. Um, but Ninja Turtles 3, I just, I remember not liking this one as a kid. <clears throat> I w- always watched it the least. Um, and if I did, I just didn't pay attention to it. I just, there was just something about it as a kid. I was like, I, this is bad. Well, the villain's not compelling at all. Um. So this was the third Ninja Turtles movie in three years. Yeah, they were cranking them out. They, they, they were not fucking hesitating. They should have stopped at two. <laughs> the Ninja Turtle movies, to me, are like the Godfather trilogy. One is good. Two, to me, is better. Three is a fucking abomination. <laughs> well, I, I guess you can compare this to a couple other trilogies that are, are like that, where the first one's good, the second one's better, but three could have been is just no like back to the future i feel like it's that way for me i tend to like mm-hmm. back to the future part two better than one mm-hmm. um i've seen that one. That, that that's me personally um i just <sighs> this movie that hurt my heart as a kid <laughs> yeah and i usually i'm usually a sucker for time travel this one just just doesn't do it for me well, kind of lazy. To me, time travel is always a very touchy thing to the the uh, tackle because it raises so many questions if done poorly. Um, let's go that over. That was the... a lot of teas. <laughs> time travel, touchy tackle. Let, let's go over the cast. <laughs> I just noticed. Uh, we have going through all the teas. <laughs> it's got a, there's some names in this movie. Uh, Elias Cotius. I I probably pronounced his name wrong, but. He... He returns as Casey Jones in a not-so-Casey Jones way. I mean, more Casey Jones than Stephen Amell. Yes. that That's... Okay. I will say this. I actually enjoy... I don't know. What do you think is worse? TMNT 3 or the Michael Bay movies? 3. We'll get it. You know what? We'll, we'll get into this later. We'll get into this later. Um, so, yeah. Elias Cotius is Casey Jones slash another character known as Wit. Paige Turco is April O'Neil. Stuart Wilson is Walker. Sa- Shimono as Lord uh, Norinaga. Vivian Wu as Mitsu. Um, I'm not really going to go over the voices of the Turtles other than the fact that Corey Feldman returns. And I'm not going to lie, I miss Corey Feldman as a voice as Donnie. I felt like he was always a good fit. Yeah. Actually, the actor who voices um, Michelangelo, Bobby Wrist, to me, to, to this day, he's still Michelangelo to me. Like, that's perfect. Um, I guess we can we can jump in. Halfway through the movie, I didn't know Corey Feldman was doing the voice again. I was like, man, this guy sounds like a knockoff Corey Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at him and I go, oh, this is Corey Feldman. <laughs> I remember when Corey Feldman had a reality show, like the Corey... 
Corey and Corey show, and Corey Haim had this whole shit fit over the fact that he wasn't invited to go for the next two Lost Boys movies. And I always remember, like, Corey Feldman's like, well, you gotta remember, I mean, when they didn't ask me to return for Ninja Turtles 2, that really hurt, but, you know, I got invited for the third one. I'm like, yeah, but the third one sucked, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why they didn't bring it back for the second one. Probably money issues. Because I think he's the only one who... I think think they said he was in rehab. Oh, that could have been it, too. That's fair enough. Because they said when they asked him to come back, he wanted more money, and they were just like... You're a druggie? No. And he's like, <laughs> we're fine, not, I'll still take it. <laughs> we're not going to put in the insurance, so no. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop a little piece of information on this movie that uh, open Matt, up you're going you're, you're gonna to be shocked when you when you hear this. But yeah, you open up the your first tank two movies had puppetry done by Jim Henson. Clearly, this movie did not. Clearly, <laughs> it did not. Uh, should we talk about the elephant in the room with this movie? Um Splinter. The turtle, <laughs> the turtle designs in this movie were atrocious. <laughs> a slap in the face. I don't even want to say cheap is the word. It's offensive. They don't look. <laughs> I was offended by that. They don't look as bad as I as I remember. I'll give them one shred of compliment. Is that. They tried to make the lips more expressive when they talk. But it backfired. Yeah. Well, they made them beaks. And they bring it up in dialogue that they have beaks. Yeah, they actually... they I noticed that, too. That was a reference I had. Yeah. But uh, their mouths literally just flap. It's it's very distracting. Well, there's been, there were a couple times in the movie where they didn't even move, but there was audio. Their, their teeth are look very almost like buck tooth, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. And creepy looking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it this way. They're rough mechanics. They're not smooth. And what I mean rough is there is a scene early on in the film where I think it's before they even time travel. They're talking to April or something like that. The mouth is flapping so hard. I, the sound guy must have missed it. You can hear the mechanics the mouth like flapping yeah and there's some some shots where you could see the eye holes of the stunt performers mm. what do you mean some shots every shot you, <laughs> can, you can see the little slit it's like right under underneath the, band, the, the bandana, bandana. Yeah. i i give them props because they tried adding in a way a little i think more details to the costumes like turtle spots i guess you can put it like reptile spots yeah, and Raph has a scar on his cheek. But at the same time, it's super glossy and shiny. And yeah. you can actually see where the neck separates from the head. Right. And I'm not saying, like, oh, like, you can kind of see it. I mean, there are spots, shots where the neck is completely, like, rolled up and you can see the performer's, like, mm-hmm. unitard underneath. It, it, it's very lazy. You can see a clear line going across the neck. Yeah. And even in the in the Jim Henson suits in the past two, there you could catch subtle little like, you know. Oh, uh, they're for, forgivable scenes. It is forgivable. Their, you can see like when in the first movie Raphael falls through the floor or something like that. You can see like his shell completely almost bend in half. Yeah, yeah, it's forgivable though because you you're could, looking for it at the same time. Yeah, but the suits you could tell the Jim Henson people put, you know, 
time and money into it. They felt more real. Yeah. In, there was, I want to say it was like a gritty film before gritty films were a thing. Yeah. Which makes sense because if you if you've read the original Turtle comics, they're not really for kids. They're dark and they're gritty. Yeah, and they'll never make a movie based on those. It, yeah, well, they tried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I feel like the first film would more than anything capture the the feel of the comic books. Uh, this one felt a little like this is for kids. Yeah. But in a way, it it kids didn't like it. At least this kid didn't like it. <laughs> well, it's it's a far cry even from the cartoon animated series. There's really no like, uh, you know, crazy looking villain or anything. It's just sunrise. Well, there's samurais, and he had this British dude that's like boring as fuck. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that <laughs> is that is actually uh, Stuart Wilson. I swear that guy played every '90s villain in every fucking movie I've seen him he's in. Zorro. He's the bad guy in Zorro. He's which the bad, we, bad guy in Lethal Weapon Three. <laughs> which is funny because somebody brought up the fact they're like, yeah, they make a joke go like he looks like a dude from Zorro, and they go a couple years later he plays the villain in Zorro. <laughs> And don't get me wrong, that guy has acting chops. He just did not bring him to this film. But yeah. I, he's probably one of those actors like I'm, I'm in a movie with talking turtles. Whatever, phone it in. <laughs> just make sure the check clears. <laughs> he, he's not one. Of, he's not one of those actors where you could tell they they give everything for every, no matter what they do. Yeah. Like for instance, I was just telling Lauren There's the other no day. Jeffrey Combs. No, you know what actor <laughs> I've come to love. No, sir, he is not. <laughs> you know, you know an actor I've come to love because I feel like he doesn't care what the role is. He just gives it everything. Is Patrick Wilson? It's true. He, you can tell in almost every movie I've seen him in, he just he finds a way to have fun. With. You can tell he's having fun. Whether it's Aquaman, Conjuring, I just watched Watchmen last night. He was in Moonfall recently, which I have not seen. Well, that movie looks terrible. Yeah, it looks terrible. I'm pretty sure he had a fun time doing it. I've heard he he put in 110%. Yeah. He doesn't seem like somebody who, like, yeah, this movie's probably going to be shit, but might as well just have fun. Like, he has fun being an actor. But we're not talking about Patrick Wilson, we're talking about Stuart Wilson. (laughs) And I don't know if there's any relation, but this Wilson did not, you could tell he phoned it in. Yeah, well, you can't blame him with the script. So. I mean, it it it's not like Coppola wrote it or, or a fucking it's not a Scorsese film. <laughs> it's not cinema. <laughs> yeah, some some of those uh, critics can be kind of harsh. Yeah. Um, but this movie was definitely harsh, and we get a backstory that was never in the previous two films that the turtles are demons. Yeah, well, that kind of fits, I guess. Capo! Time period. Cappuccino! <laughs> uh, what did you think about Casey Jones, though, in general in this movie? Regardless, I still enjoyed... He's a babysitter. Yeah, he's a babysitter. Yeah. I still enjoyed seeing him on screen, though. Again, he... His humor he, was still there. He was more Casey Jones than Stephen Mel's Casey Jones. Yeah, that's another podcast. That... <clears throat> because the, the Michael Bay movies have things I enjoy still. <clears throat> I mean, I'll, I'll say right now, the only thing the Michael Bay Turtles really had going for them is I felt like they nailed their personalities. And that's it. I haven't seen all the first one yet. They, the personalities... In the, I mean, I'll give them that. The personalities they got down. In, in, especially more in this movie, a lot of their... Other than Ralph, Raph, their personalities kind of blend together. 
Leo doesn't feel like he's like the leader type. Yeah. And yeah. they don't give any anything for Donatello to do. He's not he's not the technician, the smart guy. They, they all were Mikey. Except Raph. Raph. Raph has his moments. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to it later, but Mikey actually has a really good scene in this movie. To me, that was like a redemption point. Um, what do we think about the turtle lair in uh, the intro for this movie? Um, Can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> keep on rocking. Keep on rocking. Like some cheesy 90s ro- like generic rock song. And it's like a little dance intro slash we're going to do some karate moves from for, for you. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it's like it. the only karate they do in this. The rest of it's all, they all do like the uh, early Batman films. Just like somebody walks up, one punch, you're out. Yeah, but we, mm-hmm. we had no crotch shots on this, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> no turtle nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Schumacher presents Ninja Turtles. We're putting nipples on it. But, Joel, turtles don't have nipples. We're putting nipples on the shells. <laughs> Give them six nipples. And let's not, they, they don't have nipples, and they're not cows. I said six nipples. <laughs> They're not a pig, though. Oh, well, again, Beep Bop and Rocksteady. They got nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Add neon to their lair. Lots of neon. That's cool. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was okay with the uh, the turtle dancing in the beginning. It was goofy. Um, it's the only humor in the movie. And we get the third April O'Neil in the whole franchise. No, she's... In that, in the beginning, uh, in the original franchise. No, this is like the third April O'Neill they've had, isn't it? Second, He's it's the same actress from the second movie. Oh, okay. I, it always bothered me that they never made April like young enough. Like how young? To me, when I think of April O'Neill, I can't say that. Man. <laughs> I think I think college age, like twenty one. But she's supposed Legal. to be like a new, she's supposed <laughs> to be a news reporter. You can be like twenty two, twenty. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 know I, always, of, I know some of the cartoons now. She's like a, she's like she's literally like a teenager. Oh. Uh, eh, I don't watch the the Nickelodeon brand anymore. <laughs> it's not my. Uh, it's not my thing. Not my Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, as far as April O'Neils we've had, I don't know if I like this one. I, I don't. I definitely didn't like Megan Fox, so I guess I'll just go with the, the original April O'Neil. Yeah, the original April O'Neil from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um... She comes in, and this one, she's got a leather jacket and her short cropped hair. She's all cool. Walkman. <laughs> she's got the Walkman on. Why is it every time there's a time-traveling scene there, in a movie, there's always a Walkman that's going back in time? Well, isn't it Walkman and Sony, right? I feel like they just watched Back to the Future and thought, Hey, that's funny. Let's put this in the movie. <laughs> April is the one who brings the fucking scepter. Uh... Apparently, this is canon in comics. Yeah, it's like a small arc called Mask. Yeah. Uh, could they pick a clumpy, clunkier fucking scepter, though? 
I mean, this thing was clunky. Well, it's gotta be well it's very place. durable because it falls down and it doesn't shatter at all. Yeah, that thing goes... That, that thing <laughs> it takes a beating. Um, <laughs> so... I like the fact it's supposed to be like this ancient thing, but you can just tell there's like a light bulb in there. <laughs> it, it, it's like literally like battery powered. Let's let's just spin this. It's supposed it's like to, one of those things you get at a dollar store. You hold the button and it just spins. I think it, what it's supposed to look like is the the the, the sand hourglass mm-hmm. kind of thing. Oh. It, but it's two light bulbs taped together. I love how she's holding it for like forty five seconds while lightning's sparking from it, and she's freaking out. I'm like. Maybe you should drop it. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, just drop the guy. Run away. Thing. You got it at a flea market. Who gives a shit? <laughs> and she, and then she's solely wearing jeans and a leather jacket because she pr- switches with a, pr- a Japanese prince. I think it was named Kenshi. Yeah. So that way, when he, you know, they switch clothes basically, which makes no sense to me. <laughs> it's like a quantum leap. <laughs> it makes no fucking sense to me. Whatsoever, and I think the... well, just the whole time travel thing. It's like, yeah, you, you can only time travel with somebody who's got the same mass as you, and they gotta be holding it at the exact same time. But time is that's, irrelevant. <laughs> that's really, really specific. <laughs> but that makes no sense because now, what if someone else down the timeline is also holding it? It uh... see what I'm saying? Time travel raises too many questions. They should have just hopped on a fucking DeLorean and do a crossover. I would have been perfectly okay with that. <laughs> Doc Brown comes out. Michelangelo, Donnie, we gotta do something about April. <laughs> April, it's about your kids. We gotta save your kids. <laughs> From 16th century China. <laughs> there's no there's no roads down here, Doc. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> it's the sewers. Uh, that that's the crossover I would like to. I'm gonna write the script for that. Write it. While Christopher Christopher Lloyd's still willing to do it. Um. <laughs> uh. So the turtles end up going back in time. I do like the idea and the imagery of them appearing in samurai suits. Yeah. And I think that's the sole reason why the way they did it is where that was the pitch clothes. meeting. That was why they them in samurai uh, armor. That was the pitch. <laughs> I would love to read the script, like the forgotten Ninja Turtle scripts of this movie, because I, I would assume they had other versions. Oh, they! Uh, you assumed there is a better one. They said the fourth installment originally was going to be that they mutate into the next, like, the next mutation. Yeah, yeah, which turned into the show. Didn't they do one though? It was like a straight to video. No. It, Thing. There was a Fox Kids series. Cause one it crossed season. Over, it crossed over with the Power Rangers. Yeah, it was like one season lasted like 26 episodes. Oh, it's the one where they got the female Ninja yeah. Turtle? Yeah, it was. Originally, horrible. they said it was going to be a movie, and it was gonna, they were going to add a fifth turtle, and his name was going to be Kirby after... Uh, Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby, yeah. Do you know who voiced Michelangelo in, the seri- in, that, in that TV series? Oh. The kid who played Henry Bowers in the It miniseries. Hmm. Hmm. I found that out. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> I remember watching that show. It sucked. Horribly. I kind of like the fact they all had different bandanas, though. Like, they all had different styles. And cool. it looked... No, it looked terrible. There's no... no. And the female turtle had yeah. had boob shell. I don't know what her weapon was. I think it was, like, the fan with knives? 
Never mind. I was going to say something. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where, the fuck, where the fuck are we? Uh, <laughs> what did you think about some of the humor in this movie? You mean the the samurai guy showing up in their lair with the Borat bikini suits on? Yes. I could do without it. I felt like that was inappropriate <laughs> for a kid's movie. Yeah. Uh, a lot of skin. Mm-hmm. I felt like no one really had funny lo- like jokes in this movie. Normally, the turtles always have like one-liners, and they just a- made references to pop culture, pretty much. Yeah, because basically they're like a fish out of water in this film. Like I, they, I, they I, even I, referenced uh, uh, <laughs> Kurt Russell, a Kurt Russell movie, and a fire scene. Yeah, uh, backdraft. Yeah. Eat your heart out, Kurt Russell. <laughs> I laughed at that, though. I laughed uh, at that. <laughs> I've seen Wayne's World reference when, when uh, April's, like, cutting the kimono mm-hmm. shorter in the legs. And she's like, what? I can't show a little legs. And then they go, swing. <laughs> the fuck was that? Maybe a muffler. Huh. <clears throat> oh, wow, Okay. Might have been an accident right outside. We don't know. Well, it's Harlem. I always remember the they overdo the wet willy gag in this movie. Yeah. At the same time, I as a child, I learned what a wet willy was from this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was laughing because like halfway through this, Netflix started lagging. And remember, it happened to me too. I remember going like, even Netflix knows this is a fucking short. Like watch. it was like little jumpy and glitchy when I was watching it's it. It's trying to help us out. It's like, do we really have to watch this? Nah, just cut all the dialogue. We have we have other good movies. Why are you torturing yourself? <laughs> you could be watching our version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that <laughs> next week on. It came from the video store. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew like what we really were doing in advance to to, to do like a, a preview, but we never know. Mm. I we record shit and then we don't know when we're airing it. I have episodes that we recorded like four months ago that I still got to put out. Um, what do you think about the idea of Casey Jones having an ancestor in sixteen hundred or sixteenth century China, or Japan? Me. I felt like he was just in there for the the sake of just being in there. He didn't really service the story much. And you find out he's like a double-crosser. Yeah. Working, working he's with a, Norinaga. He's a scoundrel. I really don't even know the plot, the villain's fucking plotter intentions. Other than that, what, they're trying to start war? Yeah, he wants guns. I think, I think Prince Kenshi is trying to prevent his father, Lord Norinaga, from going to war. Mm-hmm. And he's being defiant. And Walker is trying to sell guns to Japan. Did you notice, though, that Norinaga is actually Shredder's descendant? Yeah. I never picked up on that until now. But here's the thing. It doesn't make sense that they have a scroll that has turtles or, like, demons on the scroll. Mm -hmm. It would have made more sense as if they were, like, in the beginning of the film, like, Master Splinter brought this thing out and you find out he had it and you're like huh i wonder i wonder why why that's so and then they go back in time and they create they're the reason that happens yeah they allude to that 
something happened prior to them. There wasn't a lot of going thought there. going on in this movie. There wasn't. No. It's, it's like they wanted that scrolling for the sake of like putting it there, but they didn't think of the logistics of like, well, why would they? Why would that be there? They were showing this movie to a bunch of stupid kids. I they think. they wanted to try and explain for the people that see the turtles why they look that way in feudal Japan. It's like, oh well, they're demons because demons existed. Yeah, it just it, to me it just doesn't fit, and I felt like it really. And they all speak perfect English. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the actor who plays Norinaga, uh, every time I see him, he's a villain, except for when he was in the shadow. No, they speak perfect English, except for when it, the the like the the story calls for him not understanding. Because in the beginning, when uh, April's talking, like, he's just looking like, "What the fuck is she saying?" Time travel equals, uh, you know, like a language barrier. I don't know. <laughs> I had I had the words in my head, and I just kind of it messed with the timeline. I don't know. The <laughs> butterfly effect does not exist in this movie. <laughs> Though there was a joke where uh, Donatello, they all fall in a swamp. He's like, I think I swallowed a frog. Hope it wasn't an ancestor. <laughs> Are turtles amphibians? They're reptiles. So it wouldn't be an ancestor. My zoologist? I don't know. I mean, they're both green. They got that going for them. Uh, no, it's cool. I need an hour to edit this tomorrow anyway. <laughs> uh, and we get we get a reference to the Adams Family. We do? Yeah, because it's 93 and the Adams Family movie's coming out, so they got to name check that. I, I didn't pick up on that. It was uh, the the samurais come into the room and they say, oh, it's you, and then Don says, oh, you were expecting the Adams Family? Oh, probably. Yeah. It's very forgettable. Like, like most like of this movie. movie, yeah. Some of the action scenes, I guess, were. I mean, they didn't they didn't disappoint us on the action scenes, with the karate and the kung fu. Well, they could have done better, but it was what I expected. Uh, seeing Raphael throw a sigh is probably the most use I've ever seen him use it. Yeah, well, they can't kill people in this movie. They do. Well. Well, in a way, we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> it's implied. So the village raid is actually the one scene in the movie I actually find redeeming. <clears throat> no? The whole movie's not redeeming. No, it's the only redeeming scene. Walker. We're raids, trying, we're trying. Walker <laughs> raids the, uh, a village. There's a burning building, and Michelangelo actually becomes a hero and saves a young Yoshi, a boy named Yoshi, from a burning building. And... I looked at them like, this is probably the first time that they really, in the franchise, interact with a child. Because I mean, it's a child franchise, but there's never really any kids in the movie. Um, so, I thought that was cool. And actually, it was like, it'd be one thing if it was like Leonardo or Donatello saving a kid from a burning building. But when you take, like, the clown out of the three, which is Michelangelo, and put him in that scenario, he, he came through. Yeah. So, it was a very heroic moment. I, I think I was reading somewhere, too, but uh, Kid Yoshi is supposed to be the descendant of Splinter. It is. Yeah. His, his master. Like, his master's great-grandfather. But uh, that that scene, for me, is one redeeming quality. That, 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 whatever my rating ends up being, that scene alone was a half star. Tarzan boy. 
That's another half star. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. It's not going to go up any further than that. Um, I don't feel like, though, in these movies that they're teenagers. I don't feel like in any Ninja Turtle movie no. we've had that they're teenagers. Other than Michelangelo being very horny. Yes. Honestly, the only one that <laughs> they actually feel like teenagers in is TMNT. Yes. TMNT is fucking badass for an animated film. Um, well, it doesn't help that Raphael in these movies has, like, the voice of a 45-year-old. It, it really doesn't help Yeah, he's a, he's a chain smoker. <laughs> I'm really hoping in the, in the Seth Rogen version, they actually get, like, teen actors to voice. Because that's an animated film. Oh, they're doing an animated one now? Yes. Okay. Um, and I'm really hoping they get teen actors to voice actual teenagers. You say Seth Rogen, what is he doing with it? I think right he, he wrote it and produced it. I think oh, that's okay. It. I was worried he was going to be a voice of a turtle or a splinter. Yeah. Cowabunga, dudes. I think the only, the only voice he was I love say, being a turtle. <laughs> the only voice I can see him doing is like Bebop or Rocksteady. I, I'm okay with that. Actually. Yeah, I'm okay that with That would it. fit him perfectly. Which one's My, the warthog? Bebop. Yeah. Seth Rogen, you hearing us? <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, if you took... If you took be Bob from the Michael Bay one. I can I can see Seth Rogen. I, it would be, <laughs> my man. That'd be perfect. <laughs> honestly, they honestly that's why I like Michael Bay though in that one. He did really good with those two characters. Yeah. Now I'm gonna the buy humor the. I'm gonna the, buy. Okay. I'm gonna go buy the TV show box set. The, now. the humor in the Michael Bay movies was spot on. I always I I did like the humor in those movies. It's everything else. <laughs> <laughs> But we're not talking about that. We're talking about this one. I love how uh, <laughs> back in uh, feudal Japan they thought CPR was dark magic. But then I was in any modern medicine. Would I be was considered intrigued dark to magic. Google when uh, CPR was first noted or documented, eighteen hundreds, eighteen fifty, around that time. So a uh, little fun fact for you. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one thing I actually thought was pretty funny is Michelangelo trying to show the villagers how to make a pizza. Deep dish. <laughs> it was a deep dish pizza. But Chicago style. He burned it. It was terrible. Um, one thing that really bothered me is you, you get Casey Jones in this movie, and he's trying to teach these guy these samurai dudes, hockey. And he's wearing a hockey mask, but it's not the Casey Jones hockey mask. The fuck kind of tease is that? Oh, man. Like, it's bad enough we're not getting, like, a Casey Jones beating up bad guys. You couldn't, for that one scene, not give him his iconic mask? Just wasn't in the budget. <laughs> you know what was in the budget? Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. <laughs> That's where I've learned, and it's, like, one of my favorite 80s jams. So, to me, I was like, okay. <laughs> you get a half star. Um... <laughs> what did you think about the, like the uh, ending of the film? Meh. <laughs> I feel like this was the most we've actually seen the the turtles use their weapons. At least Leo mm. and Raphael. You gotta think they actually have lethal weapons. So to see Leonardo in an actual sword fight was pretty cool. 
even though like he's fighting Norinaga, he's like, "Go ahead, finish." And then <laughs> you think he's gonna like slice his throat, and he cuts the top of his hair off. <laughs> I'm like, all right. What'd you think of the cannon scene? Where he shoots the cannon. And yeah. Cheesy. <laughs> Beyond cheesy. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I do. That's funny though, because he ducks his head under into a shell. All of a sudden, uh, Walker's like. Oh, fuck. And he just runs. Well, I do like the idea that Leonardo (laughs) was smart enough to do, like, the demon mind game, saying, like, he had all his men aim the guns at the turtles, but he wouldn't fire himself. He even said, he goes, he goes, well, yeah, because we're demons. He knows that if you just shoot us, well, the bullets will slip back and kill all of you except him. And I'm like, okay, that's smart. Because then it really showed that he was scared, and it got everybody in the back away from shooting. So... Uh, I did feel like they recreated the ending for the first film with Walker falling off a cliff, disappearing before he hits the water, due to uh, <laughs> uh, Wits, which is also Casey Jones's character, firing a cannon at him. Yeah. Or a catapult, catapult. knocking him off. It's basically how the ending to the first movie is. Yeah. Sh- Shredder falling off the building and Casey Jones hitting the trash compactor. Mm-hmm. It's- Killing him. Wow, that movie is very violent for kids. Jesus. The first one, yeah. Uh, you, you, wow. Didn't, didn't think about that. Well, like, don't shoot. I don't think it's loaded, kid. I mean, I don't know. That's, that they, is probably my favorite line from that movie. I don't know why they aim to make the Ninja Turtles so appropriate for kids when the comics alone they aren't. I mean, right now all the turtles are dead except Michelangelo. <laughs> yeah. I have to read the the Ronan line. I heard it's really good, but he's basically like haunted by the ghosts of the other three turtles, and he's like super serious. Well, I, I guess at one point in the comics, there well there was a fifth turtle, but it wasn't Venus. It was like yellow, blue yellow turtle. Yeah, it's like what colors can you use for another turtle? Like a black bandana, white, a white bandana. What colors haven't been used? See, like we did Venus, it was like. We'll use blue. No, no, we're going to use light blue. Yeah, why not just use pink? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, Alright. Now, this is the big question. What's worse, the Faces and Turtles 3 or the Michael Bay Turtles? Faces and 3. Um. Well, I haven't seen all of the Michael Bay ones. We're going to change that. But, I would say the Faces and 3 are pretty bad. They're They're terrifying. They're lifeless. Yeah, they got no soul. Well, their, mechanic, their mechanics okay. don't even work right. Let's... There's one scene uh, towards the end where Donatello's talking, and his eye is twitching, so one eye is half closed, and one <laughs> eye is compl- wide open. Like, it's being, like, bulging out of There's the some pocket. scenes where the mouths are moving, and there is no dialogue. <laughs> or, like, the eyes just, like, are, like, wide open and, and just so lifeless. Yeah. It's like Robert Shaw describing a, uh, sh- a shark's eye. <laughs> you ever see a turtle's eyes there, Chappie? <laughs> eyes of a doll. <laughs> black. Oh, this way, I would rather watch the Michael Bay ones than have to watch this again. Yeah, this one was a fucking chore. Yeah. I mean, it, we haven't had a good turtle movie since the second one, other than TMNT. Live action though it, it it's sad. There's like what five live actions and only two of them are, are bearable. Yeah, I'm just surprised they never turned the 2003 series in, 
I'm afraid they didn't make a movie for that. True. I want an R-rated Ninja Turtles movie. It won't happen. Well, Paramount has, like, plans for more turtle movies, I read. They're doing an, uh, another live-action reboot. It won't be rated R, though. I know. Gotta sell those toys. Mm-hmm. Should we should we rate we rate this then? It's a double edged sword though because like they won't make it already because of the kids. But then I'm like happy because I have my nieces who love Ninja Turtles. So it's like, yeah, but we gotta show them the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> they do love Ninja Turtles though. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a one and a half star. That's very generous. It's very generous. It's well, it's one full star that's split between Tarzan Boy. <laughs> And the uh, Michelangelo saving Yoshi from the fire because that scene's bad. Yeah, you got your you get your backdraft moment. And then <laughs> uh, the other half star, I want to say, is just nostalgia seeping in just a little bit. I give it one fourth star. <laughs> I give it one corner of the star. I give it one, I, I give I give it one the, shard. I give it the faint glow of half a star. So we got one and a half. Half. One half. You have to give it at least a half. Lowest. Honorary half, I guess. <laughs> you know what? Is no star an option? No star. You found no redeeming quality in this movie. Not really. <laughs> Did the turtle... You know, they didn't even play, use the turtle theme song in this. We'll put it this way. Did they use ever use the turtle theme song? They said this was the only one they didn't have like a theme song. Yeah, but did the original two ever have like the... No, they didn't. Wow, Michael Bay actually did something that they didn't do. Michael Bay actually, well... I think the movies came before the, the theme, though. I think the the new thing to do now with superhero or comic book-related films with theme songs is... We're not going to use the traditional theme song, but it's going to be a ringtone in the movie. Because in, in... Part of that is, is copyright, though. The second Turtle movie with Michael Bay... Uh, April O'Neil's watch goes off, and you can tell it's like the turtles on a half shell, like melody. Mm. Part of that is the studio doesn't want to pay music rights, though. For a theme? Yeah. At least MCU's got Marvel, or uh, the MCU's got the Spider Man theme mm-hmm. in like instrumental form. Yeah. Which is fine by me. I mean, they did that in the Sam Raimi movie, too. It was a lady singing it on the street. Still copyright. And in Amazing Spider-Man, it was his ringtone. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, MCU seems like they're actually taking the theme thematically or or dramatically with the the instrumentals. I like that. I'm talking about, like, as legitimate, like, using for traditional theme in the movie as for, like, the sake of using it as the theme. Yeah. Well, what's the closest we've ever gotten to? Batman? Because mm-hmm. Danny Elf, I think Danny Elfman did both. I think there's just slight variations from the 89 Batman and the Batman animated series theme song. Yeah. But I confuse them all the time. That's how similar they are. Could we get a Ninja Turtles theme song in this one? No. It wasn't in the budget. Yeah, neither was good puppetry work. <laughs> Have you seen what these puppets look like now? Haunting. Even worse, huh? The the mechan- there's people that had bought them 
Yeah, there's like a super crazy Ninja Turtle fan. There is. So there used to be this show called Totally Obsessed on VH1. And lo and behold, it was about people being totally obsessed with shit. And there was one girl who was obsessed with Ninja Turtles. And she bought one of the suits from the movie and would go to hot, like birthday parties. Specifically the third one. Yes. Okay. Because those ones, they were just given away, apparently, for like three grand. <laughs> <laughs> but to see what the puppetry looked like now is just haunting. Actually, I just saw a meme on uh, uh, Instagram because it showed like the, uh, one of the puppets from Return of the Jedi for Yoda. And it's just like... Puppets from the 80s aged like uh, uh, British royals. <laughs> Sorry, UK. We love you. <laughs> we have UK listeners. We do? Yeah. We got people in Australia. Wait, mate. <laughs> uh, we did have people in Australia. <laughs> we just lost our listeners. <laughs> I, like to think, I like to think the 1% listener we have in Australia is Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Please, you. <laughs> we love you. Come back. <laughs> I'll put a shrimp on the bobby for you. All right, so we got one and a half, a half, and half. a half. Okay, that's that's that might be one of the lowest ratings we've had on this show. It's the lowest rating I've given. We should keep track. Technically, honestly. I gave it a zero star, but I have to give it something. It's like <laughs> half. It's that pity half. <laughs> <laughs> I watched right. this movie and then I'm like, I have to go shower after this. Gotta take the walk of shame. I don't think you ever watched this one as a kid. Uh, I don't remember ever watching it. Really? I remember. I, I blacked it out of my memory for we a always, We always watched the second one. Because well, when it came to owning the movies, we only owned two and three on VHS. My dad had the first one copied on like a, another movie with other films. For me, I was, I was a blockbuster kid. So that was my. Streamlined to oh, yeah, VHS. Right. <laughs> he had a rent movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm poor. Yeah, your movie collection is like triple of ours. So shut up. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I'm poor now. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I just saw your your February movie haul. I'm like, God damn it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I yet I have to look at my Amazon wish list and just be like, Don't worry, birthday. I got you next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, we hated this movie. Did you hate it too? <laughs> <laughs> Let us know in the comments. Leave, leave a, a rating and review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Share the podcast wherever possible. Uh, that's the best way to help us is just sharing us. Ratings. We do need ratings. Hopefully you give us more than a half star <laughs> like Brandon did this movie. Huh? Me personally, I'll, I'll accept anything. You can punch him in the face, and he'll just be like, at least you care that much. <laughs> Human contact, yes. <laughs> My own mother would have even punched me in the face. <laughs> you can punch Matt, and he's just like, fuck yeah, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> there was a joke like that in Watchmen, where... Uh, Patrick Wilson's talking about how this one guy became a villain just so people would beat him up and he would chase people, <laughs> heroes down the street going, punish me. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, he tried that on Rorschach and they dropped him down an elevator ship. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thanks for listening. I'm Eric. I'm Brandon. I'm Matt. And you just listened to 
It came from the video store.